Good afternoon <laughs> and welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for coming back and joining me for chapter three. Uh, well, we've got chapter three and chapter four, actually, because they're quite small chapters. Um, in the Secret Seven book, which we are reading, and it is called Well Done, Secret Seven. So, Chapter three is called The Big Tree. <clears throat> so here goes. Everyone was full of ideas. We could bring some small boards to put across the branches and make a proper little platform, said Colin. We've got some in our shed at home. And a rope to tie them on with, said Jack. Oh, yes, and cushions to sit on, said Pam. Only we'd have to stuff them in the hole in the tree whenever we left in case it rained. Mm, can't do that. The hole's not big enough, said Jack. <gasps> well, I could bring an old waterproof sheet, a rubber one to cover up any of our things when we leave, said Barbara. Then they would be quite all right. Good idea, said Peter, scribbling fast in his notebook. Any more ideas? Stores for the cubbyhole in that tree, said Janet. Unbreakable mugs and things like that. I'll bring those. Mummy always lets us have them when we want them, so as long as we bring them back sometime. That's fine, said Peter, scribbling quickly. Boards to make a platform. You can bring those, Colin. Rope to tie them with, said Jack. I'll bring that. Cushions for me, said Pam. Rubber sheet for me, said Barbara. Mugs for me, said Janet. What about you, George? I'll bring some chocolate for the cubby hole, said George. We had a big parcel from a cousin in America today. Heaps of chocolate in it. My mother said I could have half. Oh, smashing, said Peter. And I'll bring the drinks. Wow, we're going to have a glorious time. It'll be a wonderful meeting place. And don't you go and tell that awful sister of yours, Jack. As if I tell Susie, said Jack indignantly. When shall we begin to make the treehouse? Why not tomorrow, said Peter. Nobody's going away on holiday just yet. It shouldn't take us long to put everything together up there. This place is just made for a treehouse. A loud and mournful howl arose up from the foot of the tree. Then there came a scrabbling noise. Oh, poor Scamper, said Janet. He's been as good as anything waiting for us. I guess he wishes he could climb up like our cat. He'd be up beside us in a jiffy. We're coming, Scamper, called Peter. He took one last look around the tree. It really couldn't be better, he said. And there's only one more thing to hope for. What's that? asked Jack, beginning to climb down. Something for the Secret Seven to do, said Peter. We haven't had any adventure or mystery or excitement for ages. Oh, I'm glad you said that, said Pam. When you say things that never happen, they always do. I hope you're right, said Peter. He parted the leaves of the tree behind him. What a long way we can see, he said. Right over the wood and across to the hill. I can see the road winding up the hill too. And cars on it. Come on, called Jack, who was halfway down the tree now. It's getting jolly late. I shall get into a row. I know I shall. My mother says our meetings always last an hour too long. 
Well, this was a really good one anyhow, said Colin, slithering down much too fast. Oh, now I've torn my shorts. I should think so, going down the tree as if it were a slippery slide, said Barbara. Scamper gave them a tremendous welcome. He leapt on one after another as the Secret Seven jumped down to the ground, barking and licking with all his might. Peter laughed. Poor old Scamper, you will not like our new meeting place, will you? I say, look, what about giving Scamper that hole over there as a kind of kennel when we're up the tree? He pointed to what looked like a small cave in a nearby tree. It was old and rotten, and a hole had appeared at the foot of its trunk. It would just about fit Scamper. We could put one of his rugs in there and a bone so that he would know it was his place, said Peter, and we could say on guard Scamper to him so that he would stay there till we came down. Oh yes, he would be our sentinel, said George. He'd make an awfully good one. He would bark as soon as anyone came near. They all felt happier now that they'd made a good plan for Scamper. He wouldn't be able to come up the tree and join their meetings as he did in the shed, but at least he would be doing something for them and feeling important because he was on guard. Woof, said Scamper, exactly as if he understood every word and agreed thoroughly. He wagged his tail and ran in front of them. He knew it was dinner time, even if they didn't. Chapter Four Oh, I'm so sorry. Yawning there. Chapter 4, Making the Tree House. The next day was really very exciting. If anyone had been in Windy Woods, he or she would have been most astonished to see the file of children going down the path, each carrying some kind of load. They had all met at Peter's house with their goods. Janet, his sister, had mugs and plates and spoons. Colin had a set of boards which Jack had to help him with. Jack had coiled yards and yards of rope around his waist. Looked really most peculiar. Barbara was carrying a big rubber sheet carefully folded and she was helping Pam with a set of old cushions. They're a bit dirty and flattened out, said Pam, but I didn't think that would matter. I got them out of the garden shed. They've been there ages. I could only find six, so we'll have to get another somewhere. Janet ran to get one from her garden shed, where the Secret Seven usually held their meetings. That made seven cushions, one for everyone. George had some chocolate and also a big fine tin of mixed biscuits. Mother gave me them, he said. She says your mother keeps supplying our society with food and it's her turn now. Oh, Yes, said Peter with much approval. What a smashing tin. He had taken some money from his money box and bought a bottle of lemonade and one of orangeade. And he also had two bottles full of water to use with the drinks. Even Scamper had to carry something. He had one of his little rugs rolled up tightly and tied with string. And he was carrying it in his mouth, feeling most important. He loved it when the children really let him take part in everything they were doing. Woof, woof, 
he said with his mouth full of rug. He says he likes to be carrying something like everyone else, said Janet. That's right, isn't it, Scamper? Scamper wagged his tail and almost dropped his rug in his longing to bark properly. Oof, he said. The seven set off down the path, came to Windy Woods and made their way to their tree. We ought to carve SS on the trunk for Secret Seven, said Pam. Well, we can't, said Peter. My father says that scribbling on walls and pavements and carving on trees is only done by idiots. And if anyone in the Secret Seven wants to be an idiot, can jolly well get out. I only said we ought to carve SS, said Pam, quite hurt. I didn't mean that we should. You know I'm not an idiot. Yes, I do know, said Peter, but I was only telling you what my father said. Let's make Scamper his little sentry box place before we go up the tree. It was fun showing Scamper his sentry box. He pushed into it, sniffed all around and then sat down at the entrance, his mouth open as if he was smiling. Oh, he's pleased. He's smiling, said Janet. Come out, Scamper, and we'll put your rug in and then you'll know this is your own place, your sentry box, and you're the sentinel on guard. On guard, Scamper. You know what that means, don't you? Woof, said Scamper, and looked suddenly serious. He ran out. Peter stuffed his rug into the hole, then he dropped a bone there for Scamper, and then he put an old cap of his in the hole too. On guard, Scamper, he said, pointing. On guard, old fellow. Very important. Guard my cap for me till I come back. On guard. Scamper went into the hole, sniffed solemnly at the cap, then at the bone. He turned round and sat himself upright at the entrance to the hole again, looking most important. Nothing would now make him leave his sentry box until Peter told him he might. He was a very, very good guard when he knew he had to be. Now we can get on with our own job without old Scamper leaping around us and barking and getting in the way all the time, said Peter. Let's tie the boards and the rubber sheet to the ropes and then one of us can go up the tree with the rope and pull the whole lot up at once. This seemed a very good idea, but actually wasn't. Peter didn't tie the rope securely enough around the boards and as Jack was hauling the package up the tree, a rope slipped and down came all the boards and the rubber sheet, bumping and slipping against the tree. One board hit Colin on the shoulder and the rubber sheet unfolded and fell neatly over Pam's head. The other squealed with laughter as Pam yelled and struck out, wondering what had happened to her. Oh dear, sorry, said Peter, pulling the sheet off poor Pam. We'll tie the things more firmly this time. You let me tie them, said Colin, rubbing his shoulder. I'm not going to have a shower of heavy boards fall on me again. Oh, this is fun, said George. This is really fun. I bet nobody ever had such fun making a treehouse before. <laughs> well, tomorrow we will find out um, if they managed to make the treehouse. 
Uh, I would love to have a treehouse. And my children would definitely love to have one. Um, so, oh my goodness, I do apologise. <laughs> um, so definitely, definitely come back and join me tomorrow. Um, and we'll find out what happens next. But until then, make sure you have a great day. Make sure you take care and stay safe. And make sure you come back and join me tomorrow. Bye for now.